Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Thank you all so much for tuning in to our episode today. I am so excited for what we have on the line. We have Mike Gunn with Get It Done With Gunn. He is a great guest that's going to be on the show today. I hope you all stay tuned to the whole episode because it is packed with value. I know there's going to be some really good things that you're going to get out of this. From somebody who's been in it from 11, been in the landscaping business for about 11 years now, Mike can give a lot of advice on some things that he's done wrong and some things he's learned over the past uh, the past 10 years and things you can implement in your business. So stay tuned to the show. It's going to be a really fun one. Go ahead and forgive my voice now if you would. If it's a little raspy, just uh, kind of kind of try to tune it out or I don't know, whatever you can. I'm sorry for it, but had a basketball game last night and recording this early morning, so it was just uh, I'm still kind of getting over the, the yelling and the hollering, and especially when it's close games like last night, we won by one point. So all the way down to the end, I was in check and, and yelling and, and staying in touch with the game. So riding the refs a little too hard, but – uh, I love it. I enjoy doing it, and but podcasts must go on. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, let's go ahead and kick it over to the show sponsors. sponsors hear a word from them today, and then we'll just hop, it, hop right on in with Mike Gunn. Oh, God. I'm going to have to shovel. I don't even have a snowblower. Nobody to plow me. Oh, my God, the neighbors suck. They don't help. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to LauntrepreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The Snow Plowing Training Course is easy to understand and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LauntrepreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit LauntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. Well, guys, thanks for tuning into the show today. Uh, we have a great guest coming on the show. As you know, I love guest interviews, and I just um, I get the most value out of them. I hope you get the most value of, out of them as well. And we have none other than Mike Gunn with Get It Done With Gun. Uh, is it landscaping? Get It Done With Gun Landscape? Or you're just a podcast, right? That's just the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Get It Done With Gun is uh, my YouTube uh, handle yeah. and Instagram. And then my my actual business name is Gun Landscaping. Okay. But you should yeah. just take Get It Done With Gun all the way across the board. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's you talk about a catchy name. That's what I've been told, man. <laughs> really? Have other people said that? Yeah, I mean, I it was always my slogan, you know, Get It Done With Gun, Gun yeah. Landscaping. And I have it underneath my logo. Um, and what I was trying to do with the get it done with gun on, on the social media was just keep my business separate from it Yeah, because I'm showing a lot of behind the scenes stuff that isn't necessarily for my customers, you know, to see. So it's more yeah. industry related. So, um, I was just trying to keep that separate and it, and 
it's morphed and changed over the years. And I don't know. I'm just, it's all just a hobby, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just doing it, doing it. Hey, I, I love the grind too. It's just fun. It's just a good little extra side hustle type thing. And yeah. I mean, bringing out, bringing out content to you guys out there listening. And Mike has a great podcast as well. Uh, we'll dive into that a little bit later, but just Mike, I just want to kind of kick it today for a little bit, maybe 30, 35 minutes and just talk about your story, your, your journey through entrepreneurship um, that's a big thing that we're trying to hit on, especially as we go through the winter here. Uh, maybe it's, maybe there's some guys out there who are thinking about going full time in the spring and they, they need some tips on entrepreneurship and, um, maybe getting into the green industry specific and just some steps they need to take. And I just want them to be well-versed in whatever way they can be. And if our show can help them at all, uh, with whatever guests we have on, whatever stuff, uh, we, we just bring out and put content out to y'all. I hope we can help you in some way, shape or form. So, uh, Mike, just let us know. I mean, kind of inform everybody if they don't know who you are, kind of who you are and how you got started, uh, doing in your landscaping business and then kind of how you've evolved into today. Yeah. Uh, Mike Gunn. I'm in, uh, just North of Indianapolis. My service area is Noblesville, Indiana. Um, got started over 11 years ago now in the, in the landscaping industry. I guess I've been in the industry for 15 or something, but, uh, in business for myself for over 11 years. And, uh, let's see, gun landscaping. Um, I, I do full service property management and landscaping installations. Um, and I, that's kind of varied over the years. You know, we've done more mowing in the past and then we went full landscape installs. And now I'm kind of back to full service property management where we do everything outside your home. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's funny how things change throughout the years um, and, and, you know, goals and, and directions for the business. And that's a big part of my story and made a lot of mistakes, you know, um, stumbled over a lot of hurdles. Um, but I mean, that, that's where I'm coming from. Also, I've got the social media stuff, um, get it done with gun on Instagram and YouTube. And I kind of post there as I, as I can, you know, I've got uh, three kids of my, uh, uh, with my wife, my beautiful wife, Heather, um, and a lot of, a lot of family stuff going on there. A lot of, uh, time consumed there as well. Busy schedule. Podcast as well. Yeah. 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 So I've got the podcast as well, a uh, lawn care community and, and I always uh, bite off more than I can chew with uh, that schedule as well. So yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, that's me in a nutshell because, uh, I, I get into everything. Like I am, uh, what's the saying, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Because I, yeah focused on one thing so you know it's a uh oh what do you call it it's a uh um not a problem but a good problem whatever yeah yeah i understand what you're saying definitely it sounds like you got (laughs) you're handing a lot of baskets you got a lot of stuff going on and man i can't imagine that schedule i know my schedule at with no kids and i'm and i'm covered up so i can't imagine having having that many kids and podcasts and everything else. So uh, there's no boredism here. No, no, no time <laughs> off. No time off. That's it's always it's always so funny lining up interviews with people uh to do the show and it's like it's so hard finding people like aligning schedules because it's like most people yeah. it's like you, I mean, you you allot your days and you schedule well and you only have like an hour to two hours a day to like a lot for these things and right. That's and, and that's but that's that's what successful people do. And that's a, that's a big thing that I'm learning and trying to do as well is having a schedule and, and sticking to that schedule and having a routine. And, um, I don't know, it just, I feel like it, it, it can help you in your business as well. If you have set things that you do every day, you do them the same time 
And and maybe not you don't want to get monotonous in it. You don't want to forget the reasons why you do the the things you do. But in having that schedule, it helps you stay organized for sure. Uh, because that's that's one thing like for me that I know I get bad at sometimes is I'll just I'll throw stuff around, throw stuff around, and then I'll get I'll procrastinate and I won't do it and then I'm way behind. And if I would have just taken the thirty minutes a day every day that I know most successful entrepreneurs do. I would have already had all that stuff done and we would stay on schedule and all that. So that's why I like, it's so funny lining up interviews and people are like, man, I got this hour every day. We can do it this hour. That's about it. I'm, I'm booked up every other time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we had that with, uh, with coming on here, you know, on, on your show here. So yeah, exactly. I, I told you something yesterday and then my son had an ortho appointment that my, uh, that my wife reminded me of. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So even, you know, scheduling, I've never been one that's been like super awesome with, but when you have kids, uh, it's funny how those routines that you set into place, it's so important, especially in like kids can teach you that, you know, they're, they're all about routine. Yeah. So if you can have certain regiments and routines in place, that makes everything a lot smoother, especially when you got a hectic schedule and always somewhere to be aka bedtimes that's right <laughs> that's what yes. we've got friends with newborns and it well but they're like one now but yeah it's like you can tell when they do not get when they're when it's 30 minutes past their bedtime i mean you can tell it it, it starts to show for sure um yeah and, and i'm sure brian can kind of teach everybody on that he can kind of let everybody know on that with his new with his new baby and everything um, yeah i've got a uh she's well she's going on a year and a half now oh yeah okay um, so you're still in it then yeah i've got a, a nine-year-old uh seven-year-old and then uh, i guess a year and a half year old uh but all about routine like last night she was she was pointing to her you know upstairs to her bedroom because she knew it was time to go to bed but i'm telling you like same time every night and yeah you get that in place and they you know as a kid you have a natural um time clock anyways which gets like all screwed up when you get later in life and you do like snow removal and all that, you know, oh, I can't. long, but, but I, uh, I'm so glad I don't have to do snow. I, I see y'all stories at like three o'clock in the morning and I'm yeah, like, ah, oh, there's no it way used to be no for way. me. Like it was the, uh, the rush of it for me, uh, back when I was younger and now like, I don't do as much of it as I used to, um, because of family and because of all that. And, you know, and, and wintertime, man, for me, like, I love for it to be slower, but it's so funny because even this winter, I've got a whole list of, you know, things I've got to get done during the winter time that my winter projects. Yeah. And it's funny how winter ends up being busier than, than any other time of the year. Cause you're trying to get everything done before the busy season starts up again. Yep. Yep. Repairing yeah. and, and preparing and everything else that goes oh, yeah. along with it. Um, yep. well, well that's cool. So I, I want to hear a little bit more about your, uh, entrepreneurship journey and kind of what got you into growing, like what got you into starting your business and wh why have you stuck with it for the amount of time that you have? Yeah. I mean, when I first got started, um, like, okay, going way back out of high school, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I always figured that I wanted to start my own business. I just didn't know what it was. And so I got, um, hooked up with a guy that had his own lawn care company and I started working with him actually in the wintertime doing snow removal because uh, they needed extra help. And I, and, you know, I got into that and coming from retail, I was like, man, this is cool, you know, something different. And then he had me come back in the spring for lawn care and mowing grass. I was in, on the mowing crew and that's kind of how I got started into it. Let, you know, along the way growing up, uh, I always enjoyed um, lawn care and landscaping and um, really 
messing around out in the yard, digging holes, uh, you know, so my dad could uh, screw up the lawnmower when he's, you know, mowing the grass. I yeah. grew up on a farm and we had about three acres that we actually mowed or maintained. Um, so always outside I had a grandpa, one of them, you know, was a carpenter. The other one was a full-time, you know, career long artist. Um, so I have that background going into it. So, um, as I got started with these companies, uh, I worked for him for a couple of years and then I went to school for it as well. Cause I figured that's what I had a passion for and kind of fell into that. So I went to school of Vincennes university for horticulture and landscape design, um, because all my buddies were going to school, you know, that was, that was what you had to do. You know, it was go to school to be accredited as a, uh, a young, uh, you yep. know, um, person get degree. The, you know, get into the real world. So, and that's a whole other topic, but you know, it, it boosted my confidence a little bit and, uh, you know, I started working for a few other companies before I finally said, you know, Basically, long story short, as uh, Naylor likes to say, uh, I, I I figured I could do this on my own, you know, and I always wanted to uh, have my own business of some sort. So that's how I got started. And like I said, that was over 11 years ago now. And man, it's been a journey ever since because schooling, at least where I went, like you learn about the trade and plants and design and all of that, but they don't teach you anything about running a freaking business. Yeah. So, and you don't learn how to jump into it. I mean, that's yeah, it's crazy. And 11 years ago, we didn't have YouTube and an awesome podcast like this. You yeah. know, we didn't have all that. It was harder to attain the information. So, you kind of had to learn as you go. And I was looking at the outside perspective of other businesses and what they were doing and equipment they were using and kind of saw how they were running their businesses from the outside. Yeah. Too afraid to go pick their brains, you know, internally and see what's going on. And uh, so, you know, that, that's what I did. I was like, Oh, they've got X mark mowers. Looks like they're 60 inches ETRs. You know, they've got all brand new equipment. So that's what I'm going to do. And, um, man, before you know it, like a year, maybe two years in, uh, I was, I was overloaded with, um, put my phone on silent here. I was overloaded with, uh, with overhead, you know, I had all the bright, shiny toys and, uh, had a lot of work uh, was making good money and was, was spending good money too. So that's how I started about five years in, I got my act together after a few real close calls, basically almost losing my business and, uh, restructured everything, started to learn my numbers, you know, started to learn what I needed to be charging. And what's funny is like six, seven years in, you know, now we're only a couple of years ago now is when I finally got out of all that debt and finally got into, uh, making good money. I had, um, at that time about 10 guys working with me. Um, so we were doing good. Everything was really well, but like we were talking about earlier, scheduling and all that stuff was still, um, not, it was a priority. Just, I wasn't a pro at it yet. So that's, that's kind of my journey, like, uh, in a nutshell. Um, and then up until this year and actually now this year going into next year, uh, in the last six months of this year, I've been solo just myself. Wow. And what's so you funny scaled up is, and back down. Yeah. And what's funny now is, you know, even when I was scaled up there, I'm making more money bottom line now yep. than I was then. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, that have some business sense will say, well, yeah, you don't have the expenditures, you know, you're not paying for the payroll, the workman's comp, the, all the trucks, trailers, you're not buying new equipment, you know, to uh, keep growing. And that's true. But at the same time, I've got all that equipment, you know, now I'm spending 
um, spending money on actually mechanizing and, and getting things like the cart mate, things like that, yeah. where it's taken the place of two employees, you know? So it's, I've got a different approach to it now. You know, I'm a firm believer in, believer in having quality equipment that is not going to let you down. Yeah. And your customer sees that as well. It's some perception there too. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you guys think you're a long time to get there, but yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the goal of social media now is to not make it take you 10 or six or seven years. That's what you, it's not, it's not going to take you six or seven years yeah. to get to a point where you realize Oh man, I should be doing this because those. If you if it takes you a year to figure that out, which I would say is probably pretty. I mean, pretty reasonable. If it took you a year to figure figure most of the basic stuff out, it, then you're saving five years of heartache, loss of money. I mean, stress in your business, uh, a lot of mistakes that are going to be made in that time. I would say the most important lesson I learned over the years for anybody starting out was to be vulnerable you know, open up, don't be afraid to ask questions. Really? You know, um, even to local guys in your area that may be your competitors, you know, the most nine times out of 10 people are willing to share information. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, they're not going to get to you if you don't ask though. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I wasn't asking anybody. Yeah. And then I started watching YouTube and all that and, and really seeing, you know, Oh, look, all these other guys are going through the same struggles I am did or, or will. You know, and that's what's awesome about today with social media and everything. And that's why I have the YouTube channel and the podcast and all that is because, I mean, it's simply stated and a lot of other guys say it as well, but I think it's pretty like a um, uh, pretty mutual thing is that we're just giving back, you know, to a community that helped us out. Yeah. You know, now we're, we may be in the position where we can help people, other people coming up, you know, like Paul says, uh, your, uh, my ceiling is your floor, floor is ceiling, you know, that whole yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, I think I pretty much just butchered that. No, no, that's right. <laughs> but it's, you know it, what I mean. No, so. the principle is the ceiling that we're at now, or, or not me, but Paul and on all the other guys that have been in it for 15 years, that their ceiling, like what they're going to peak out at, should be where you're starting. Because yeah. all of the knowledge they're giving out, all the advice they're putting out there, all of the wisdom and, and the guests they bring on their shows and the videos they put out, that that's all stuff that should be feeding into you at the very beginning. And you should be taking that and saying, this is where we're going to start at. Like good for them. It's taking them 15 years to get there, but it's going to take me six months or a year to get there. And we're right. going to start down here. And then in 10 years or 15 years where they're at now, we're going to be leaps and bounds above them. And so that, that's what they're, they're being so generous to give it out. And that's like you're saying, it's, it's a community where we give back. So the reason we do this show is, uh, I, I'm still figuring out. I, I, that's that's kind of like the the slogan that I have with my show is, it, I'm the guy that's still out there doing it with you, with all the young guys out there, the guys that are starting out. Like I'm only twenty twenty. Uh, I just turned twenty two. I've, I've used saying twenty one, but I just turned twenty two last week. Uh, I've only been in business for three and a half years now, so it's like I'm still figuring out those basic how to how to charge right prices, how to uh, how to how to implement. Uh, uh, mechanical equipment into your into your business. Well, that was actually something that we did last week. Is we had to uh, move. We had to move. We had to move some dirt, clear some uh, not clear land, but uh, move some old uh, pebbles and just some bad dirt and some tree stump grindings that were in the ground that were in an old existing bed. And we made it. Uh, we had to bring in new dirt and lay some sod to to redo that and join it with the yard. And we've done that stuff before. That's not a problem. But we've always done it with. A shovel and a wheelbarrow, and, and it was yeah. it made for eight hour days, ten hour days, 
uh, woke up the next day and didn't feel like you could move. I mean, it would just exhaust you. And this job, I was like, I'm not, I, I don't want to do, like, I don't want to do that with this job because there was a lot of rock in there. So I'm not shoveling all this. I, I don't want to do that. We got, we had multiple yards of topsoil to bring in. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go rent a piece of equipment. Well, and I priced it in the job correctly. Uh, I, I added it in there plus added a fee. And uh, I was like, and for me, I'm still figuring it out. I'm like, man, these quotes are kind of big. Like, are, are the customers going to say yes to this? And it's scary to put that quote in there, but it's like, I did it and they didn't bat an eye at it. Like it was not even a question. Yeah. I just said they thought it was normal. And so I put that in there and then went out there and a job that would have taken us, uh, seriously probably would have taken us eight to 10 hours to do, took us five and we didn't touch a shovel. We, we rented a little, little four, four wheel drive, uh, front end bucket loaded tractor with a backhoe on it from home Depot. And it never touched a shovel. Like, the buck bloated all, scooped it off in the bucket, went and dumped it in the woods, took all the topsoil off the trailer with the with the tractor, like never touched the shovel one time other than to put the dirt, the dirt that we couldn't get on the trailer, we had to shovel it into the bucket. But that was it. And we weren't wheelbarrowing sod across from the across the yard from the trailer. We were just loading it from the trailer onto the into the tractor and then driving it across the yard. And, and it was a beautiful thing. You were wondering why have I not been doing this? Exactly. And it sooner. literally and it literally made me I left me and my guy left the job and I was like I'll never not rent a piece of equipment again like yeah. on a yeah. job like this. Yeah. And then like when you're starting out, you know, that shovel or whatever, you know, whatever you got um and if you have more time, right? But it, it doesn't get any easier as you get older, you know. Your it, body's not going to get any the more shovel, nipple than it yeah, is now. The shovel will do the job, but it plays into exactly what we're saying with the, with the ceiling as the whole floor. That whole quote of, there's no reason I could not have rented that tractor six months ago when I did a job that was multiple pallets of sod. Or yeah. a year and a half ago when I did sod job, like, and had to move dirt. There was no reason. Like I, nothing changed. Nothing changed in my business. I didn't make any more. Like I, was, I made more money. My prices got adjusted, but I could have factored it in. Then there was nothing. There was nothing different. But through the knowledge that Caleb Wallman puts out there about putting, getting buggies on your job, and uh, all the other guys of getting mechanical pieces in your business, through that knowledge, I finally implemented it. And it's not something that I did for. 10 years. I didn't shovel and wheelbarrow for 10 years. I did it for two and a half years, three years. And so now I can take that and say, look, everyone out there is listening. Do it now. Like implement it now. Don't wait six more months. Don't wait eight more months. Don't kill yourself. Because also at the end of the day, my employee was 10 times happier with me. He left the day. He left a lot happier because he wasn't dying of shoveling yards of dirt and moving sod and everything else and wheelbarrowing and it was a great day for him as well i mean we literally left the job and we we're like man i'm not even tired like i didn't even break a sweat yeah. hardly and that's what i was going to say about the morale too for your employees yeah and you can probably hit on that more than i can because i've never scaled to multiple i mean i've had like four employees max i've never gotten up to a 10 employee anything like that so you might even can hit on that a little better of how important that morale is and the steps you need to take to do that oh yeah it's extremely important i mean i've had guys shoveling out of wheelbarrows, you know, mulching the spring, all that for years. Um, but just this year, like when I did have a couple guys in the spring, uh, even with like that cart mate uh, on the front of our mower, man, like, it, <laughs> you, you know, you got to go out there and get a job done, like say spring mulch installations, right? We do a lot of that. I do like three or 400 yards every spring. 
Wow. And uh, of mulch, not, you know, yeah, anyways. Yeah, that's insane. But, that's still uh, a lot of mulch, though. We don't do that. <laughs> it is. We do pine straw down here. We don't do that much mulch. So I right, love hearing yeah. how much We it call it uh, black gold up here because, yeah. you know, you got the dyed mulches. And, and me personally, personally here, I, I hate mulch. I think it's stupid. Really? But we make a lot of money. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's a love-hate relationship. You spread it for 11 years. Yeah. You know, it gets old. A couple of hundred to 400 yards per, yeah. you know, every spring. Yeah. You, you'll you'll grow to hate it, too. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, running wheelbarrows out of the back of a dump trailer, you know, that's fatigue on your body. You know, you got to get it done. The guys, you know, they show up, they know that's what's what they signed up for. Yeah. But when you implement something as simple as just the cart mate, and I'm not like trying to plug and Nick's a great dude, like, but not a paid advertisement or anything, but just love the product because it literally took the place of two other guys. It was yeah. like having a four, you know, with two guys out there, it was like having four guys. And the, what that does for the morale of the whole tight of the team is insane um you feel like you can you feel like you're invincible yeah I, I don't know how to explain it you know in words but uh well well worth the investment and then like a skid steer like you said um or even renting that and, and putting that on your um estimate it's like they don't even bat an eye they feel mm -hmm. like that's the professional professional way to get it done yeah that's what you're supposed to do um i don't know where i was going with that but you know what i mean like it it's uh it's funny how that works when you start implementing equipment, especially these days when maybe when you would have had five guys, now you've got two, Yeah, you know, um, it's almost, it is expected. Um, and it's kind of a shame when we realize that and we've been doing it, you know, not wrong, but differently. No, but it, it's, because so it's that mindset that you have to remember is to not have like, it's called, it's called like the poverty mindset, but not cutting yourself off from thinking, Oh, you know, I can't afford that, yeah. you know, uh, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, they won't like, uh, to, they won't be willing to pay that much. Yeah. Well, you don't know, you know, you don't know if you don't try it. Yeah. And uh, if you have uh, how can we afford that? You know, how can we implement that piece of equipment? You know, you're not necessarily paying for it. The customer is. Yeah. You but know, that, so. But that's the key is you have to make the customer pay for it. You can't, yeah. you can't eat those costs. You have to charge accordingly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Every time that machine is out on a job, you have to charge accordingly. Like that, you, yeah. that job costs you, it costs you money to be out there. So it costs the customer money. Yeah. When you're renting that skid steer, don't look at the rental expense. That doesn't matter. That's just going straight over to the invoice. Yeah. You know, plus some, your delivery fees, picking it up, the time that takes you to go get that yep. and return it, whatever it may be. Or if you, if you have enough jobs lined up where you're going to be using that equipment every month on a regular basis, you're buying it. You know, don't don't look at the expenses there um, necessarily as, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't afford that. Well, look what you can do with that a piece of equipment. When I got my skid steer, I found all kinds of uses for it, man, yeah. that I didn't even know I needed it for. Yeah. And then now you've got it sitting here, you know, like today I'm going to go load salt and move around pallets of salt, yeah. you know, that I would have done by hand a couple of years ago. And it's like, <laughs> where has this thing been? Yeah. You know, why did I not do this sooner? Yeah. And it's about keeping an open mind. Like when you get started, like I did, um, I jumped into things way too quickly when I had no idea how to charge. Like I was basing a lot of my stuff on uh, rates and things and ways uh, companies were charging that now are out of business, you know, because they weren't charging enough. Isn't that scary? Um, and same with, yeah. And same with like employees, like I used to charge. I think it was like 135 bucks or 125, I guess, years ago um, for four guys. Wow. And now that I'm 135, 
for one guy. Yeah. You know, it depends on the job too. That yeah. fluctuates. But I'm like, man, you know, <laughs> you know, yes, inflation and all that. Sure. Costs have gone up. Yeah. For sure. It, there was definitely some, all, the numbers were off. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. time. And like top line, I'm like, look at all this money we're making. We're making good money. Yeah. And then bottom line, at the end of the year, you're like, uh, how do I tell this to my Where does it? Yeah, exactly. Or your <laughs> banker where you want to go get that new loan for a shop or anything like that. Yeah, it's like, exactly. oh, it's like Corey Ballard says all yeah. the time. Like, we got the money. What are you talking Like, I made it all. I made it. Right. I don't see it. I mean, I don't. Bank sees right exactly. through that, man. They know. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe, burned, and maybe you did, you did make the money. Like, you're not lying. You made the money. Right. But when you cheat your way through and you're not charging enough and it's not coming yeah. home, then it's like, yeah. man, I, sorry. I, and on top of that, you reach a point where, like, when you get into this, you know, if it's lawn care, landscaping, whatever, uh, when you first get into it, you your your fuel is lit by just the actual activity of doing it. Like, you love getting out there and cutting yeah. grass, you know. But then a few years in or a few months in, hopefully, you know, maybe it's a little sooner, uh, you start to lose that luster of actually mowing grass and you're actually doing this well to maybe make a buck. Yeah. And when you start realizing, like, you're basically out there doing this stuff for free. Yeah. You get, you get burned out pretty easily. Yep. Yep. So. Well, so tell me, did you, what are you, are you saying you're doing full property maintenance now? Yeah. Um, does that like turf treatment, all that stuff as well? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Like full service irrigation, uh, you know, uh, irrigation, full service. We just did our blowouts, you know, a month or so ago. Yeah. Uh, fertilization, turf treatments, uh, mulching, Aeration, spring cleanups aerations if they required or wanted or you know whatever um mulching uh spring cleanups midsummer cleanups fall cleanups so are you still doing landscape jobs like plantings and all that if people want them yeah oh yeah yeah i do curb appeal like i've got one i'm doing next week and i think it's like 70 some odd plants in the front of this front and sides of this lady's house yeah we've ripped all that stuff out shoot it's been a month ago now Mm -hmm. and the weather's been kind of funny you know it's been cold it's been wet and so we're just now getting around to the plants, but I've got that flexibility. Yeah. And that's like, that's, we can get into that later. That's the benefits of being solo again is like the scheduling is a little uh, easier. Um, but yeah, I do installs the way I do it with where we're at is uh, like, you can plant. I always say to customers, you can plant up until Christmas. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if the weather's right, you know, Indiana, the past couple of years has been goofy with the, with our winters. Um but like right now, next week, we're going to be in the sixties again, you know, and as long as the ground's not frozen, these plants are dormant. It's not going to look super great. Like it will in the spring when everything blooms back out. Yeah. But the best time to plant is in the fall, yeah. you know? So that's exactly- a lot of my plant installations, if they're cool with it, they may contact me in May. And if they're cool with it and like, they want to go with me, I'll be like, look, it's going to be August, you know, September, October when we can fit you in here. And that's kind of between, you know, lawn care starts to slow down a little bit. And before our fall cleanups start to kick in, yeah, I plug some installations in there. And then, you know, now we've got all our fall cleanups done. And now I've got a couple more installations to do before Christmas. That's my goal. Yeah. And then I'll be done for a couple months. And then late February into March, we do our spring cleanups and mulch. Yeah. And that'll run till mowing starts up, you know, mid-April or first of May. And then we're into lawn care. So then that's cutting into things. But I do lawn care about three days out of the week. Um, and that leaves the other two for maintenance. Um, I used to do more hardscaping than I do now. 
Um, I'm not as into that anymore specifically because I'm, I'm a one man, two man operation. Um, and those type of jobs, you really do need, you know, four or five guys out there to really make them, um, fluid, you know? Um, so I don't do that as much. Yeah. But I like this winter, you know, January, February, I'm going to be working on my own, you know, uh, project here at the house. I've got like 11 pallets of pavers out there ready to go in and that kind of stuff. So I still do it, you know, and then you can do that in the wintertime as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, here's like what we started off with in the podcast. Like I, it's like a curse and a blessing at the same time, uh, as I love variety, mm-hmm. you know, I love the fact that, you know, in the wintertime we break it up a little bit with some snow removal. I do a lot of salting, things like that too. Like that's where the full service comes into play is I've got a couple of commercial contracts where we literally full service property maintenance, you know, snow removal too. um, uh, one guy, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I love variety Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and it is a blessing and a curse because, um, I, I guess you could say it's a little bit of ADD, whatever you want to call it, you know, but, uh, it just, I love breaking it up a little bit cause I get bored easily, man. You know, yeah. and that's, I guess that's a good thing about being an entrepreneur is you always have different challenges that arise that, uh, that, uh, you're faced with that, that, uh, that you can overtake, you know? For sure, for sure, and there's always a way to to go make an extra dollar. I mean, you can always figure out oh, way, yeah. another way, another to make another source of income. Uh, yep. Are so with that seventy install of that seventy plant install? Are you? I'm interested. Are you going to do that alone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Me, myself, a skid steer, and an auger. Yeah. Okay. So that's and what I've I- actually got a handheld auger. A lot of okay. that's boxwoods, and like oh, I could show you the plans, but. I've got these boxwoods that are going to kind of border all these plants. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of that is boxwoods and most of them are smaller. Yeah. uh, 10 inch, 10 inch pots. And I've got a 10 inch auger bit where I can just zip those out real quick. So it sounds like a lot, but um, no, I I should be able to do it. Do you have, do you have an auger attachment for your skid steer? I do not. Yeah. I've been looking. They are hard to find right now. Really? I don't want to buy a new one because they're like, stupid money yeah you that, know but you can find a used one you yeah. know with the, with the bit you know um that's the first thing uh, like that's after renting the job the equipment for the job the other day that's what i i mean i've already decided i'll never do another install over 20 25 plants without yeah. without a little dingo with an attachment on it with it yeah if i don't have the attachment i just rent it yeah you know i think it's like 50 bucks for the day yeah. to rent an auger you oh, know that's, I'll just, that's nothing yeah, I just I just go rent it, man. Like a Harley rake, I did a job because uh, those are like six grand, you know. Yeah. And I don't use it all the time, so yeah. it's not feasible for me to throw down six grand for something I'm going to use twice a year. Yeah. You know, but I did a job earlier this spring uh, where we, you know, did the finished grading on the backyard, and uh, man, that Harley rake, those things are something else. Like for a skid steer, like main attachments you want to have in your arsenal, uh, you got to have the scoop, obviously, forks. Uh, something I don't have yet. It's one of those four-way buckets, you know, and uh, a Harley rake is an amazing attachment and an auger, an auger for sure. Um, if you don't have an auger, if you got an excavator or something too, like yeah. a mini X, like that'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, I've considered uh, like a tractor with a loader bucket and a back on the back of it. Yeah. In that, place of my skid steer, honestly, it'd probably do the same thing. Man, I tell you, if you get the um, right size, I mean, that's what... I was on, so people ask, like I had multiple people ask me, why did I rent the tractor over a little dingo? Dude, the tractor, the tractor was way better because it was yeah. that dingo. I would have marked up the yard so bad turning because I had to turn a lot 
and there was a lot of mm-hmm. back and forth across the yard, up and down over the curbs. Like that tractor, I left hardly no yard, no marks in the yard. I mean, I laid right. the grass over, but that was about it. And it, I mean, I could blow it back up with a blower, and you would never know I was there. And yeah. I mean, it's four wheel drive. It didn't get stuck anywhere. I mean, I had the thing loaded down the buck. So I, I'm almost in agreement with you there. If you get if you get a big enough track, and, and you don't need a massive one, but uh, if you get a big enough tractor with a backhoe attachment on it, yeah, I would be in total agreement that it might it might take the place of his kids there. And I don't know that much about it. I mean, it's definitely gonna have. They're both gonna have their perks. Um, yeah, they're awesome. I I rented them in the past uh, and and went with that instead of a dingo. Yeah, or any sort of uh, stint, you know, machine like that, smaller skid steer, mainly because we were going further from the truck. Yeah, you know, they're faster they're transport faster. speed. Yeah, we weren't going to tear up the grass as much because we were going further from the truck. Because yep. wherever you track in a dingo or a skid steer track load or whatever, you better be prepared to either lay down your walk boards. Yeah. And fight those suckers the entire job yeah. or just bite the bullet and know that you're going to have that whole entire pathway. You're going to have to regrade and recede when you're yeah. done and you work it into the job, you know, if it's big enough, but some jobs where you're going out there to plant three trees, man, a little uh, tractor where you're not going to track it up or like, I don't, I don't, I don't know much about them, but these uh, advent or whatever they are articulating um, four wheel drive loaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got little small ones now that they're kind of competing with smaller end skid steers or whatever. Like even something like that. Um, but yeah, like a Kubota tractor, I rent them from the uh, rental yard and they call them like micro excavators or something like that. That's what they're labeled as. But I will tell you that those Kubotas, the smaller ones, the front wheels are, they're cast and they're not that strong. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> I might've busted a couple wheels off some rentals, but Hey, you know, yeah. we had that insurance. So yeah. but was, we had too much in the bucket, man. I, yeah, I was overloading the and, crap out of that sucker. And you can definitely do that. I actually, that's so, <laughs> so they are a little bit more fragile than the skid steer for but, sure. Uh, depending on what you get, I guess. For you know, sure. Maybe not if you get a John Deere. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a deer guy. I love them. That's what that's what mowers yeah. rerun. So we, me too. Yeah, really. Yeah, you everything I've got is John Deere now. I always ran X Mark Gravely, you know, and then I've got a dealer. We moved about six years ago, about 20 minutes north of like my service area. Uh, kind of more countryside, but we got a uh, John Deere, big John Deere ag operation just a couple yep. miles from my house. Yep. And so it just made sense. And my skid steers John Deere and I had to go in there and get some parts for it and kind of developed a relationship there. And then this year we just, we just bought a uh, new Z track and then uh 648R stand on quick track. Uh, Z track 60, uh, 950M. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want yeah, I have 930. Okay, yeah, and it's got the uh, tweels on there, oh, which man. I wasn't sure if I'd love them or not. You'll never go Wouldn't back go without them. Yep, you'll never go <laughs> and back. And uh, I've got the Z glides on the front. Oh man, uh, I that, want those. Yeah, man, uh, a lot of guys ask me like, "Do you rut thing? You know, does that dig in at all?" I'm like, "No, dude. I, I don't yeah. know what the mower mows like without it because yeah. I bought them with it on there." Um, but those with the tweels with the air ride seat, I mean, it's, it's like, like riding, a on, riding on a cloud. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well worth it. I sure. So I tell you, let, what's your opinion on the stand on? Because I just bought one as well. Um, I just bought one. So, I bought one about two months ago. Okay, so I, I got just the regular the regular tires on that. It's not good. Mine okay. as well. Re- regular tires on that, which yep. I yeah, I was talked out of the tweels because he said that those don't have the same effect on it as they do on the larger ones with the cushion. You know more. Yeah. More uh, grip, which I. 
I don't disagree with my sales guy on a lot of things, but I do disagree with him on that. I wish mm-hmm. I would have gotten the tweels. Um, I did get the Z glide on the front of those or that mower as well. Uh, and I mainly got that one because I knew I was getting the cart mate to put on the front of it. And we welded the two inch receiver on the front and all that. And that's why I honestly still have that mower, mm-hmm. but for hanging Hills, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, the grip of it, like it's way, even when you're used to it, it's way touchy, you know, as far as it's very the grip, touchy. It just, yeah. they just sit and spin, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. You know, I would have gone with a right or something uh, if I had a dealer closer to me. Yeah, that's my part. Man, we're um, in the same boat. I'm tag, yeah. you know? Yeah. But honestly, eh, it does the job. But yeah, uh, I'm not yeah, very impressed. Yeah. I, the thing that I don't, I think, so my two biggest downfalls in it is that it only has a 25 horse on it. It only has 25 horse motor. Mine does at least. And if mm-hmm. you've got a 50, yeah, 48, that's, that's what, yeah, yours have the same thing. So it's slow. It's slow compared to most other stand-ons. And you have to raise the whole, like the deck. The yeah, deck. with the engine on it. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. That, that is, and, and like half the time you go to pull it up and, it, you know, it won't click into place. It won't. It's yeah. hard to click. And then, yeah. And the, oh, and my goodness, the other thing is, uh, and this is bad. We're like talking bad about deer's mowers here, but I mean, they're never going to be a sponsor on this show. I don't think. I, maybe one day. I don't know. We'll edit this episode out. I've, but, talk, I've talked to them. They're pretty hardcore in the PR department. Yeah, I know. That's what yeah. I've heard. That's what I've heard. <laughs> but then the blade, and maybe all stand-ons are this way, but the changing the blades on that thing is terrible. I did that for the yeah. first time the other day. It's terrible. Like you cannot. Yeah. Can you do that by yourself? Hold the yeah, like holding. I mean, that's hard though. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're you have talking to hold about that whole nut. You have to hold that nut. In it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, uh, and then yeah, the one in the you, middle is like right under the muffler. So if you if the if the mower's on, you're getting your hands and they still mine. It might. The, okay. No, mine's you, different because you got to have it up, and I go at it from underneath. Yeah. Is that, is that so, what you mean? Yeah, you go at it from underneath, but then on mine, yeah. there's nuts. There's a nut on top, and you have to oh, screw okay. it into that nut, and then it releases. Like it, it's okay. a big mess. I don't know. Yeah, no, mine's mine must be different than yours because it's just a bolt on the bottom. You know, you don't have to hold anything on top. Oh so. no, yeah. What I size know. is yours? It's a 50, 52. 50? Really? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what's different. I don't know. I, I would. Like, huh. I, don't know, I need to see a picture of yours now because maybe I'm yeah. doing it wrong, but I don't think but, so. I mean, that was the only way for it to come out. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is when I got mine is whoever assembled it from the crate didn't finish what they were doing really? and the wheels were loose and oh, uh i ended up wallering out you know the wheels because oh. i didn't check this stuff yeah I just that, well got it from the goodness, dealer went out and mowed grand, with it. you shouldn't have to right and so uh but he was real cool with me it was like a friday evening and i i texted him i was like look dude i know you're not you know at the office that's fine but monday morning i'm gonna need some new wheels because whoever put this thing together didn't finish their job whatever and uh you know screwed up the both sets or both sets let's see the set of back wheels yeah and um and but he was super cool actually saturday morning he was like hey man if you want me to bring some new wheels out to you whatever you know we'll make it right so yeah um, and i will say that about john Deere. they have good customer service they help I me mean, they take care of you when they come to yeah and the thing with me is that being a bigger operation is they always have what you need in yeah. stock yeah you know and that was huge and if they so don't like they the, get it in a day or two like yeah, because I weeks. like to rinse on my own stuff. You know, I don't want to take it to them. It's just something I enjoy doing. Yeah. And but when I need a part or something, you know, I want to be able to get it right then, and not be down for three days. You know. Yeah. Whatever. But so. you like you say you like to do your own stuff. But by getting deer, and I'm sure other people have that maybe have something like this. 
you out new mowers, you have that warranty. You have that two-year warranty, yeah. and it's the never-stop guarantee where if you go in and it takes them more than 24 hours to fix it, you're getting a, you're getting a demo. And, right. And yeah. you're not going to yeah. be down. And that is that yeah. is one of the sole reasons that I've stuck with deer and the reason that I have continued to buy new pieces of equipment because yeah. that warranty alone has saved me so much time personally from when stuff's gone down and it's been and it's been down for a week or so and I would have just been sitting there with my hands up in the air like well what am I going to yeah. do Yeah uh, I've heard some horror stories this year Yeah you know with with things being backed up or whatever it may be Yeah and now it know. was tough this year they couldn't it was hard for them to like kind of guarantee that because they had so little inventory they never kept right. demos on the on the on the lots they were going through them so fast but pre covid I had it happen multiple times and they all I mean they had multiple demos out there on the lot so you could always go get one and, and get right back to work so love deer we're not knocking on deer I, like you said you love it going in i love it going in quick track they got a lot of work to do though they got a lot of work to do yeah. to catch up to the leaders out there aka right yeah and, and you know everybody says oh it's just you know rebranded right or whatever yeah but you know when you start looking into some of the details it is a little different there's quite a few differences yeah um but i i don't know it 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 works i'm keeping it not a huge fan yeah yeah that's probably way i don't know i might keep mine through the spring the the one thing i do love is those my neighborhood yards being able to just pop on and off that thing like yeah not have to get up and down and put I mean, put the brake on every time you get off like it's just it did that and but i think that's just a stand on in general so i could change that so i don't know yeah. but I, I like it we'll probably stick with it for a little bit longer but uh well, we, man we don't have too much longer i don't want to take too much of your time this morning um one thing i do want to talk about is uh the social media side of things man what are you doing in in that's that world i know you hit on it a little bit earlier but you have your own podcast you have you said you have youtube and stuff so kind of hit on that a little bit and tell us what all you're doing there yeah, so I've been on YouTube for a couple of years, and I just I, I don't have any sort of routine or schedule with it. I just throw up stuff every now and then. Um, that's get it done with gun on YouTube, and really the idea behind that was, like I said earlier, just giving back to the community that helped me out. You know, I was watching a lot of guys that aren't on there anymore um, back when I was just going through some of the same struggles, and they were sharing it. You know, uh, so that's what I like to do. And then the Lawn Care Community Podcast. Um, once again, the same idea behind it, but we like to like the last few conversations I've had over there is I really dive deep with some folks and uh, get, you know, get into some of the nitty gritty that they aren't necessarily willing to share on their own because it would be considered gloating or whatever, Yeah, you know? Um, so I just like to, you know, more Joe Rogan style, I guess, per se, and just have the conversations, not necessarily about lawn care, but just, you know, with all the lawn bros out there. So it's fun. It keeps it entertaining. Um, and I'm on Instagram to get it done with gun and then lawn care community podcast on Instagram. But honestly, you know, all the social stuff is just, uh, just a hobby, good way to stay connected with everybody, which I believe is extremely important when, uh, you know, this, this industry, uh, if you're in it with your, for yourself, uh, it can be a little lonely at times, you know, and yeah. pretty solitary. And like, honestly, like I'm an introvert myself, but, uh, it's important to stay connected. Man, I've met some really great guys and gals over the years and really developed some great relationships just by, you know, posting my stuff, you know, and, um, uh, just a lot of great people out there that can, uh, back you when maybe things go wrong or you can do the same for them. It's just, it's an awesome community and uh, whatever I can do to embrace that. Uh, I've made it a mission of mine to do so, you know, so it's really cool. For sure. For sure. 
I do have one. Well, I have a couple more questions, then we'll, we'll then we'll wrap the show up. Um, you said artist earlier. I see you. Was it your granddad a music artist? I see you get. Uh, do you <laughs> do you shred a little bit? I see you got five oh, yeah. five guitars in the background there. Yeah, I haven't even talked about that. That that's uh, that's a lifelong uh, side hustle of mine. Really? Music. And no, uh, he was an artist, like as in like painting and carving. Okay, so he's like a that. like a traditional. Yeah. Artist. So nobody in my family ever really is in, was into music, but it's something I got into uh, when I was like nine or ten. And I was in a couple of jazz bands in school, things like that. And then rock bands. And dude, you wouldn't believe it, but I used to be in a screamo band. Man. Really? And Christian screamo band. We wore the tight jeans, you know, the oh, man. And everything. You can't even believe it now, can you? So, <laughs> so that's been uh, something I've done my whole life. I play in um, uh, a couple of worship, praise and worship bands, you know, uh, at my current church we're at now. I'm um, getting intermixed with them again uh, down at Hazeldale Christian Church in Carmel. I used to play with them. And uh, it's something I've dabbled in. It keeps me sane. Uh, my kids are getting into music now, too. So it's fun. Uh, I grew up kind of jamming with my dad. He kind of uh, puttered around on the drums and stuff. So it's just always been a little something to, to get your mind off things, man. It's Can just drum uh, too? nothing else like it. Yeah. I, so I play uh, guitar, mainly play bass guitar in, in any band I've ever in. That's kind of my go-to. But electric guitar, acoustic guitar, keys um and drums as well yeah wow and, uh, you can't see those those are off camera here but yeah and th- where i'm at now this is my little studio that is ever changing and as currently more music and things like that to uh, uh do recording stuff in here so it's yeah fun. i love it that's yeah. that's super cool i just saw him hanging on the wall back there and i was like man this dude, this dude gets <laughs> it when he's not doing podcasts or cutting grass yeah, it, yeah it's fun man yeah cool. yeah and that's that's like another benefit of uh you know, late is when I had, you know, a larger company, it consumed my entire time and, and, and mental health, you know, as well. And now that I'm where I'm at now, it's like less of a, it's still a focus, but less time consuming. And, uh, you know, I'm making more in the time that is spent with it. So it frees up some time to do other things that are, that I have a passion for as well. And, and, you know, kids as well. So, um, so that's one of the benefits of, of where I'm at now is I can kind of, uh, pick up the guitar again and, and, uh, you know, work my chops a little bit more. Uh, whereas for five or six years there, I had to set it down cause there was simply no time or place to do it. Yeah. You know, so, well, man, I have one final question for you. And this is one we'd ask all of our guests on the show when we uh, wrap up the episodes and I always like hearing the different answers because everybody's got something different. Uh, and, and, Maybe maybe some people say it's the same answer, but it's a different meaning. Uh, somebody it might come out the same way somebody else has said it, but to you it's a different meaning. Um, what is your why? Why do you run a full time uh, property maintenance company? Uh, why do you salt at three a.m. in the morning? Why do you do the podcast? Like, what what is your why behind your entrepreneurship journey? Well, like when you look at it, why do I salt at three a.m. in the morning? That that's basically. Um, providing service to others, you know, uh, and, and being reliable there, but why I'm in business in general and, and really that has changed over the years. You know, when I first started off, it was like, Oh yeah. yeah, When I, when I first started off, it's like, Oh, you know, I want to be in business for myself. I want the freedom. Um, I want to be my own boss, you know, all these cliche things and I want to make money, right? Like I want to be, um, I don't want to have to worry about money in my life. Right. And then into the years, it was, uh, you know, I want to grow a big company. That was my why. You know, I want to be um, like this other guy out here that I admire. And now I would say my why is basically um, so I can have the freedom, 
and, and it's basically one word freedom. Um, now as I can go out there and get things done and, and, and put in the work, but I can also have the freedom, freedom of my schedule, you know, like yesterday morning, I had to take my son to the, to the orthodontist, you know, and, uh, I couldn't have done that if I worked a nine to five job somewhere else, you know, with yeah. a pretty firm schedule. So the freedom is my why now. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy, enjoy making money, but freedom for family and, and things like behind me here, the guitars and stuff like that. And, and really being able to get my mind off of things, uh, it consumed me for quite a while. My business, you know, it consumed me. It was running me. I wasn't running it. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm kind of back on track, I enjoy, um, the freedom and flexibility of being able to do whatever the heck I want, yeah. whenever the heck I want to. Yeah. And even if that's going to do a 20 yard mulch job, I can do that technically whenever I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yes, keep schedule. Yes. Keep a routine. Yes. Be professional with your customers. Yes. Uh, you know, um, get things done as quickly as possible so you can provide the best service possible in the best quality manner, of course. But at the end of the day, it's your call. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I enjoy about it. That's my why. I love it. I love hearing everybody's answers and freedom's never free. Uh, everybody hears that. And it took you a long time to get to this point. It took a lot of hours put in absolutely a lot of hard work to get here. But so, but now you have the freedom to, like you're saying, with all that stuff you just explained, you have the freedom to do all that. And, uh, so if you're out there, you're starting out, just keep grinding, man. Uh, it's going to pay off guy, girl out there. I, I, my, my downfall is I always say guys. And that's so <laughs> trying to get better about not saying guys. Uh, and, and I mean, everybody in that, it, that's just what comes out. So, uh, whether you're a guy or a girl out there, just, if you're out there uh, and you're trying to get started or, um, I don't know, you're feeling the pressure, just stick, put your head down, work through it and, and uh, kind of take in the social media, the aspect of things It can really help you and uh benefit you and lift you up too uh, like you're saying it's lonely out there sometimes so by having this community it can really really help you and get your spirits up so well mike thank you so much for coming on the show today man i appreciate your time uh more than you know we did this early morning here i uh, hope you have a good day out there moving salt and uh i know that you you got a busy schedule so i want to respect your time and let you get on to what you need to be doing absolutely man i enjoyed it thanks for having me on absolutely well man uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And Mike plugged his socials in there a little a little earlier in the episode. So uh, if you didn't catch those, go back. I don't know ten or so minutes, and you can hear all that. Find go find him on uh, Instagram, YouTube, podcasts, all that stuff. And uh, it'll just I know Mike brings a lot of good content out, and I've listened to his podcast before, and uh, just just good times with just hanging out, talking shop, and uh, bringing a lot of good value to all you out there listening. So. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning into the show. And if you would leave those ratings and reviews, those help us boost, uh, boost out to the, to a bigger audience, helps the algorithm push us and, uh, just really, really keep growing. I want to grow organically. That's what I said from the beginning, one relationship at a time. And that's what I'm, uh, that's why we're doing the show just to get out there and kind of help more people give back what little bit that we've learned. Just, Just if there's anything I can give back, give one little piece of advice and it helps somebody, then, then the show's worth it. So Thank you all for tuning in. Again, hope you have a great day whenever you're listening. It's the weekend. Like I always say, have time with your family. Go to church. Uh, make the best use of your time. If it's during the week, get out there. Go crush it. Go mow a yard. Go lay some pavers. Whatever it is, spread some mulch. And uh, just excel in everything you do. Keep your head up. And uh, just know that there's a whole community out there backing you. If you ever need anything, reach out. I'm here. You can reach out to us on Instagram. We'll put all that in the show notes. And uh, just look forward to catching up with you all here on the next episode. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.